lot of talking, bro. You do a lot of talking. All that screaming. Well, you better hope you can play as long as me. Hey, when you get on your knees and say your prayers tonight, pray. What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. Live. In the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. I know you're going to dig this. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. C. Martin. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. The doctor is now in. Yeah, boy! Oh, yeah. Thunderous Thursday. Appreciate Natalie Williams joining us the last hour. The Las Vegas Aces general manager. Aces making some big time moves. Candace Parker, Alicia Clark. Strong. Aces. Training camp will start. Mm, going back, let's see, we're about uh, less than two months away from training camp. And then uh, some key dates uh, looking at the Aces schedule this year. Obviously, the LA Sparks uh, are adding a lot of pieces to their puzzle. And uh, the Aces on um, the 25th and uh, 27th will take on those LA Sparks and Derek Ahambi uh, coming back to town as well, too. So, And then uh, a date that's already circled is June 29th, the New York Liberty. That's going to be huge. Brianna Stewart, now a member of the New York Liberty, along with Courtney Vandersloot, who signs today. So, yes, WBA, WNBA free agency, a plenty happening uh, uh, as we speak right now. All right. Uh, hour number two here. Scott Spritzer will join us. We'll start uh, handicapping the Super Bowl, but we still got some time for that. We'll look at some college basketball, the NBA as well, too. Right now, we talked to our good friend John Murray, the executive director of the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. My man, John, what's going on, partner? Not much, man. I'm just trying to get all these props ready. I know. Start taking bets on these props tonight here in Nevada. So that's the deal. I was going to ask you about the props. So I can imagine that the work that that goes in. I know we talk about it every year at this point in time. Uh, just talk about that process, man, of, of how you go about deciding, you know, which props to do and then setting prices on that. I mean, I know you got a full, a, a team full of guys, John, but I know for a lot of our listeners, they probably don't even understand how much work this is and, and how do you go about it? it? Making the prices is a big part of the job, but just as much work goes into entering it all into the system setting everything up, agreeing on the rules for each prop, making the prop packet. Everybody wants a prop packet. Somebody's got to do all that. And then the big job nowadays, now that the Superbook brand is in seven states, is knowing which states allow which prop bets and which ones don't allow which prop bets. That's like a job all in itself, is to make sure that we're not offering any props that we can't offer in the different jurisdictions. Well, talk a little bit about that. So give us an example. I mean, I think a lot of people just think that, okay, well, hey, uh, a, a, a prop bet is a prop bet or a line is a line, you know, doesn't matter, you know, what state it is, it's in. So that's probably news to a lot of people that certain, no, no. certain states cannot take certain prop bets. Some states won't allow the coin toss. That's uh, right. yeah. Some states won't allow any prop that they deem to be a negative prop. For example... Will the quarterback throw an interception? That'd be a negative. Are you serious? So, really? Yeah, we cannot we cannot take betting on something like that in some of the states. But again, every state's different, and it, it requires a lot of attention to detail. And 
there's nothing that's more important as a sportsbook operator than being compliant with the gaming regulations where you operate. So it's something that we pay a lot of attention to. So is this like, uh, you know, the, the team gathers around and people are throwing out ideas? Because we know that there's a lot of cross-sports props, too, you know, with uh, NBA games or that sort of thing. Or now with VGK being here, we've seen a lot of those type of cross-sports props. Something happens in a Super Bowl or player's yardage greater than total points of, uh, you know, uh, a VGK player, right? So tell, tell us how the think tank works, or is this something now where – Okay, you created years ago, and you kind of have a model, but then again, I mean, you have different teams still involved in this and that, so I would think that a lot of it is still from scratch, right? Well, there's a template that you use for the for both teams' props, player props. That basically, you just copy over from year to year, but the cross-sports ones, yeah, different guys propose different props as far as like a Super Bowl prop, going to a hockey game, going to a soccer game, going to a golf tournament. People can propose props that they want to use, and we'll say yay or nay to a few of them. And then we're always adding props. Like this year, we're adding a new prop. Uh, will each team convert a fourth down in their own territory? So we have, will the Eagles do that? Will the Chiefs do that from inside their own territory? That's never a prop that we've offered in the past. We haven't offered that in the past, I should say. Mm-hmm. So we're always adding new stuff to the menu, changing up the cross-sports ones, the game props, like passing yards by Mahomes and Hurts, those are pretty simple. Those are stuff we just carry over from year to year. Mm-hmm. So we've seen national anthem props. Uh, we've got Super Bowl halftime with Rihanna. Is that up on the board? Is that allowed no, here? We don't. That's not approved in Nevada. <laughs> okay, we don't have. That that's the kind of thing where, like we just spoke about, yeah. it's got to be approved by the operator of the state that you're in. So we can't. I mean, as far as I know, that's only authorized in uh, offshore areas. Dang, John! I had the set list. I had the I had Rihanna's set list. I was ready to go to the window, man. Yeah. Oh, I know. There's yeah. people that uh, there's people that find that information out. They're at the rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. No, that definitely happens. But we don't. Uh, that's not approved in Nevada. And that's just fine with us. Yeah, exactly. John Murray joins us from the uh, Westgate at the uh, Superbook. We're uh, what about kicker missing uh, extra points again? Uh, or you got how about a kicker missing four extra points? I don't think that one will be on the board, will it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sorry, thought, Dallas uh, isn't in there this year. That's right. Darn it. We never thought about that one uh, <laughs> until the wild until the wild card round this season. That was never in a consideration. But yeah, you've got a uh, missed extra points. Will there be a two-point conversion? Will there be a successful two-point conversion? Those are really popular. Those those props have gained a lot of popularity in the last few years. Teams go for two a lot more than they used to. And obviously we've got more missed extra points now in this era where they've moved the extra point attempt back. So uh, those are very popular props. We'll take a lot of money on those. What are the total number of props that you're going to have on the board? It's north of 400. Uh, I think it's somewhere in the area area of like 400 to 425. Wow. And the prop wagering will account for more than 50% of our handle on this game. Right. So we yeah, like so when the when our bosses Jay Cornegay and myself, the people that we report to, they ask us who should we root for. The real answer is root for a game to be very boring. Right. Right. Because that really what we need more than anything. We'll take a lot of money on Philadelphia. We'll take a lot of money on Kansas City. 
And we'll probably need the game to go under just because the public likes to bet the over. Mm. But the main thing is we just want a boring game. We did great on the props when the Patriots beat the Rams 13-3. to Oh, yeah. And yeah. last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, we got crushed on props. You'll remember that game against the uh, against the Patriots. Patri- yeah, it was like 40, th- yeah, 42 to 30, 42, yeah, 42, 23, tons of scoring and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like a thousand yards of total offense. I think eight different guys scored a touchdown. Yeah. It was it was terrible for us. So when you look at all of these props here, I mean, are there props that go unbet at all? And do you guys look at that and say? You know, because obviously there's certain ones that are, are going to command a lot of stuff. But when you have 400, you would think like there's no way in the world we're going to get action on every prop. What what's the percentage of that? I think we do. I don't, I don't recall any of them getting zero tickets. Uh, wow. No, somebody will bet every prop we have on the board because <laughs> you know, we've got people that will come up to the window with this prop packet in their hands and they'll bet five to ten dollars on a hundred props. That's not uncommon. <laughs> So, yeah, there's no doubt that every one of these props will get at least one ticket on it. Listen, John, I don't want to be behind that guy, all right? That guy's going to be in line for an hour. He's going to be in line for 45 minutes. I, oh, I, I can't do that. You better. Well, you know, we'll, <laughs> here at the Westgate, we'll have, a, we'll have a separate window set up for mobile account signups, and we're, we're running our Bet 100, Get 100 promotion for new accounts. Sign up, deposit 100 bucks, bet 100 bucks. We give you 100 bucks. Hmm. But forget about the 100 bucks. You don't have to wait in line all weekend. Right. You know, I would always encourage everyone to get a phone account, but mm. especially the Super Bowl weekend, especially March Madness weekend. Why would you choose to wait in line all weekend if you don't have to? Right. No uh, get, a, get a mobile account, deposit at the window, and you can bet as many props as you want from the comfort of your room, mm. the restaurant, the bar, wherever you are. That's it. You know, bet wherever you're watching the game, man. Don't have to to deal with the the, the crazy lines, the parking, and all that other kind of stuff. No question about it. The uh, so what about Gatorade? We got Gatorade color prop, John. We've seen those no, before. No, no, no. no? That's, that's, a, that's no good. Offshore. That's an offshore thing too. Numchuck's coming up with all these ones. Numchuck, you're out of action. You cannot bet in Las Vegas. Sorry. That's it. You're out. I mean, Gatorade. I mean, come on. I mean, who wants to bet on that? What are you going to bet, Numchuck? Yellow? Orange? What? Red all day. Red all day? Because well, with Casey, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. But I've seen the Gatorade with a lot of these teams. They're not the team color, believe it or not. No, I know. They're not. Yeah. But red's the tastiest. How about mayonnaise? I, I want to see that, John. Is that, uh, mayonnaise. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot okay. of that, right? Yeah, the old mayo bowl and then... What was the story just the other day? Somebody was going to get something poured on their head and it was... Something like mayonnaise, anyway. Well, the, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, they pour mayonnaise right. on the winning, the winning head coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't, but, but there, there'll be no wagering on that. It's, is there going to be mayonnaise poured on the guy or not? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that. Exactly. All right, man. So let's talk a little bit about uh, last weekend, the AFC and NFC Championship games, both favorites cover and the unders cover. Really sad, you know, watching that 49er Eagle game just because you feel it's not a true representation of the 49ers. And then when you, you know, have the injuries to quarterback and then you throw Purdy back in there and say, Oh, and by the way, we're not going to allow you to, to throw another pass. I mean, from a, from a watching standpoint, that game was atrocious, but from a betting standpoint and everything, how'd the weekend turn out for you? 
Pretty good. I mean, we did pretty well in the first game because we had a very favorable position on the Eagles in the future book and this uh, NFC future book. Mm-hmm. And then on the second game, public was definitely on the Bengals. We won some money on AFC futures as well with the Chiefs. So we were happy with it. I think the only, the only disappointing thing about last Sunday was once again, and I know this sounds ridiculous because they're in the Super Bowl and they were the one seed, but once again, we, we never really get to find out just how good the Philadelphia Eagles are. You know, they, they, they played the Giants in, the, in their first playoff game, and they deserved that because they had a bye and they were the one seed, so they got a weak opponent. They earned that. And then in the second game, we're going to finally find out how good the Eagles are. They're playing the 49ers. These are the two best teams in the NFC. And, okay, the Niners don't have a quarterback that can throw a forward pass. Hmm. So, yet again, we just we aren't, we haven't really seen just how good Philadelphia really is. I'm with you with that. And experience has got to count for something, too, right, John? I mean, third Super Bowl in the last four years for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you got guys like Mahomes and Kelsey. They've been here. Several guys have been here before. And, yeah, the Eagles, It's it's been, what, now what, five years since they've been. And, okay, I get that, but I'm with you. It's like we go back to the Giants game. Okay, first of all, the Eagles get a bye in the opening round. Then they get the Giants, a team that they beat down twice before. So they beat them handily. So you beat this team three times in a row, and they're a division opponent, and you got nothing. Then you get the Niners. You know, who you're facing a quarterbackless team. And that's true. They were quarterbackless. So, how, you know, prepared can they truly be for an experienced Kansas City Chiefs team? I think that's got to go into part of the handicapping, right? I, I just don't know. Like, what, what is the Eagles' best win this season? The, the Dallas Cowboys, right? With, I mean, I mean, that was without, uh, without Dak Prescott. Right, right. Even that game was with Cooper Rush, a quarterback, and then right. the second time they played one another, a game that Dallas did, or that Dallas beat them, but there was no Jalen Hurts in that game. Like, when when have the Eagles, at, at full strength, played another top team at full strength? Yeah. Somehow they've managed to go through the entire season all the way to the Super Bowl without one time playing a game at full strength against a top opponent at full strength. It's a very unique situation. I'm pretty sure the Eagles are very good. I'm pretty sure they're one of the best teams in the NFL. But they just haven't had to do anything really all year. I, I just can't recall a similar situation to this ever going into a Super Bowl. I agree with you. It is very, very strange. And again, uh, the Eagles still getting a lot of love, I would imagine, getting bet mm-hmm. very, very heavily because, as we've talked about so many times, people remember the last thing they saw. And they look at that final score of the Niners game and, it, again, maybe just oblivious to the Niners, you know, playing without a quarterback. And then they lose their cool and the 10 defensive penalties. I mean, all that nonsense, you know. But yeah, that's what they remember. And then they look at, you know, Kansas City. It's like, oh, there's Patrick Mahomes, you know, limping around. And you know, basically, they were life and death to uh, to beat the Bengals. So yeah, I could see a lot of people making a case, and I've heard it already for betting the Eagles. But I'm not sure which way I'm going to go. But I'm definitely leaning the Chiefs for all the reasons that we're talking about. Well, we got to see the injury report for Kansas City. You know, by the end of that game on Sunday, they barely we didn't really talk about that game. Kansas City very lucky to win that game. Yep. I thought. I mean, by the end of the game, Mahomes Mahomes is not 100 percent himself. Kelsey's not 100 percent. All their receivers are out of the game. They're 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 missing guys out of their secondary. I mean, they were a, a fraction of the normal Kansas City Chiefs team. They escaped the game. Unfortunate penalty there at the end. Obviously, it was a penalty. 
just a, a bad decision by the linebacker there, hitting the guy out of bounds, hitting Mahomes out of bounds. Kansas City was very lucky to win that game. And I think people are going to remember that. And I think that's why we're seeing almost two-thirds of the bets here on the Eagles. And I think a lot of that is because the Chiefs were, again, I think very fortunate to win on Sunday. And the Eagles have just won their two postseason games so easily. They haven't even been tested in either of their games. I can see why the public is on Philadelphia. We're seeing the total open, what, 49, gets bet up to 49 and a half, 50, 50 and a half right now. So like you said, people love to bet overs here. But, John, the last six games, all right, the two games last week and the four back in the divisional round were all unders. We got a six-in-a-row under slot here, and we could probably make a pretty good case for this thing going under again. What are you seeing at the window? Really sharp money on the over. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the, the public is on the over. The public is going to be on the over in a game like this. They always are. But we had very respected play over 50 yesterday, over 50 and a half today. Got us up to 51 on the total. So we're seeing some of our most respected betters are actually playing this game over, which it, that is a little surprising. Let's talk about the early action. When you guys put this up on Sunday night, and we talked about it on Monday that it was just a flood of money coming in on the Eagles. Now, credit me if I'm wrong here, but what Kansas City opened, what, a two, two-and-a-half-point favorite. And then within minutes, it was Philly money, Philly money, and the line goes down to, to one-and-a-half. It goes down to a pick and then all of a sudden now it's Philly one, one-and-a-half, two, two-and-a-half, right? So talk a little bit what that action was like when you guys initially posted the Super Bowl line last Sunday night. Well, we, we actually opened the game at Pickham. Okay. Uh, and to tell you the truth, most of the bets came in. I mean, we were, we were one of the first play. I think we might have been the first place in Nevada to open the game. So I think by the, by the time most books posted it, it was two and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. what I first saw. But you're so, right. You're right. You guys did post it at Pickham. So I stand corrected. We opened, yeah. Yeah. we opened it at Pick. And yeah. actually, right away, most of the money we saw was on Kansas City, including we had a guy bet Kansas City Pickham for 20K right as we opened the game. Uh, but the market started to move towards Philadelphia. And we just went with the market on the game. By the time I left here on Sunday night, we were up to two and a half. And most of the money was coming in on Philadelphia. Early this week, we saw money come in on Kansas City. We saw the market come down a little bit. And we've just been kind of getting in line with the rest of the markets right now. We're, we're in a position where we do well on both teams in the futures book. I guess if you said, what do we need right now? I'd have to say Kansas City because like two-thirds of the bets are on Philadelphia. But we've got a great futures position on Philadelphia. And I know there's going to be so many bets on both sides as we get closer to next Sunday. Mm. So it's just really too early to say what we need other than we want the game to be boring and dull and nothing to happen. All right. Uh, What are your expectations when you look at the continued betting action, where you think this game might end up you know, line-wise? And then the over total handle, because we've seen the handle just every year. It eclipses more and more and more, right? I mean, record setting. But just talk a little bit about from those two, those two aspects here, what you expect to see here in the, uh, the next week. I certainly expect it to break all the handle records. I mean, it, it usually does. And this is a good matchup. These are Kansas City as a team. Now they've got a national following because they've been in the Super Bowl three times in the last four years. And Philadelphia's got a great fan base. Uh, there's going to be tons of action on both sides in this game. I think, if anything, the line will get closer to Pick'em, our opening number that we initially posted. 
but it's all going to depend on what the injury reports sound like next week for Kansas City. Kansas City was so banged up at the end of that game. It's going to end up. It's going to really depend on how are the injury reports coming out on Mahomes. How is it coming out on Travis Kelsey? What are they saying about the health of the Chiefs receivers? That'll determine where this number goes. I think if the injury reports are good for Mahomes, you'll see this thing get back towards a pick. How do you feel about the off week? Uh, it's good for business, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, it, it allows us to uh, it allows us to build up a little hype around the game. It's kind of boring, but mm-hmm. I, I don't really have a problem with it. <laughs> I know it just it's one of those things that you know. Okay, we're so accustomed to even you go back to the preseason, but you know the eighteen weeks of regular season and then the playoffs. It's like you got action week, 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 and then all of a sudden, boom! And I, and I get it. Granted that we're used to this every time of year, but it just seems like it does come to a complete halt. And I get why they do it. They want to create, uh, you know, the hype. And okay, they want to use the excuse. You know, I think it's an excuse about having these teams, you know, as healthy as can be and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it just does kind of, you know, take this pause. And then it seems that every Super Bowl starts off very, very slow. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm not a fan. I wish we were playing this week. You know, again, that's what we're used to. And that's what we're accustomed to. That's what our DNA says. Play ball every, every freaking Sunday. So you, you just want to get it over with. Is that what you're saying? You just want to, <laughs> you just want to wrap this thing up. I can't, I no, can't get no, it's not even a one. It's not, I don't. It's just that it's like you, you, you just have this, uh, energy in your system and you got your routine and they're messing up my routine because we know I don't want to watch any of the Pro Bowl. I don't want to do that. So now I got to go basically to like my, my uh, middle or end of February mode where, okay, it's college basketball on Saturday and Sunday, you know, and, and gearing up towards March and everything, you know? So yeah, they're just, they're, yeah. they, they're, they're messing with uh, uh, my routine, man. I get it. I get it. But I mean, I'm used to it. I think, I think no, it helps to are. build up a little bit. Of, yeah. it, it helps to build up some hype for us. Uh, I mean, we're already, I mean, for honestly, from our perspective, it's a good thing. Because it pretty much takes us the whole week to get all the props ready. Sure, yeah. So now, if, like now, we'll have a whole ten days of full prop menu to bet on. And if we didn't have this bye week, we either have to force out the props the first day or two, or we would have to only have maybe three three days tops to bet on them. Hmm. So, from a business perspective, we are happy with the bye week. All right, there it is. All right, uh, from the game uh, perspective, John, give me a key matchup that you think is going to be key to to this game. Oh, there's no doubt that it's uh, can can Kansas City block Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, it, it sounds like I'm being critical of Philadelphia when I say that they they played a team that couldn't throw a forward pass. Well, that's because they knocked both of the 49ers quarterbacks out of the game. So you've got to give some credit to the Eagles for that. All I'm saying is we didn't learn anything about the Eagles because they were playing against a team with a quarterback that had a torn UCL and literally couldn't throw the football. We didn't really learn anything about their team, but I give them credit for knocking the quarterbacks out of the game. Mahomes is obviously not as mobile as he normally is. If if they can't block for Mahomes, it could be a long day for the Chiefs. That's how Kansas City lost Super Bowl two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Mahomes didn't have a second to make up his mind they couldn't block Tampa Bay at all. That's why the Buccaneers won that Super Bowl. If the Chiefs can't block the Eagles on Sun next Sunday, it's going to be the same thing. 
Yeah, I'm with you with that. And I think that, and I understand your, your point, but I, I think that by saying that the Eagles knocked their quarterbacks out of the game, I mean, that was the result. But let's let's be honest. I mean, that Brock Purdy thing was a a freak injury. And you even hear the 49ers yeah. and, and Kyle Shanahan and their doctor say it was a freak thing. I mean, it's like to, to yeah. get hit on the elbow. Sure, he was under pressure there, but it's it's not like, you know, you know, like with a concussion with uh um with uh, the the four string guy, right? Uh, that seemed like that was just okay, his head hit the ground or whatever. That wasn't a violent hit at all. And that guy is just was kind of ill prepared to to play the game as well, too. So it just kind of well, weird. I don't think once Purdy got knocked out of the game, the game was basically over. It was I exactly mean, right. right. Josh Johnson, no disrespect, but he he's their fourth quarterback option for a reason. And the Eagles are the Eagles had a very easy path to the Super Bowl. And and now they're playing against Patrick Mahomes. So I do think if Mahomes is fully healthy, I, I, I lean towards the Chiefs here. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. We got to see what's going on there. Yep, absolutely. All right. He is John Murray. He is the executive director at the Superbook there at the Westgate Las Vegas. John, we'll let you uh, get back to work. We'll look forward to getting that uh, big old binder. How many how many pages are we gonna? Are they, you need some thick uh, staples no, there. Thick staples. I got a pack in my hand. It's like uh, 20, <laughs> no, not 20, 30-some pages. 30-some, front and back too, right? Front and back. And the last few pages are more like advice to you as you're looking to bed and a, a spot for you to take notes. But it's a solid 30 pages of props. I mean, who gets the job of, of, of stapling those things together? I mean, you need like a, a hammer and nail, don't you? I mean, forget the stapler. Well, you know they- you know they make printers now that do the stapling for you. Oh wow! Look at the look at the look at this high, look at this high end uh, you know, bougie yeah. bougie offices oh, yeah. back there at the Westgate. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. John Murray just let us know it's 2023, and printers now have staplers. I learned something today. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> That's awesome, man. There it is. All right, brother. We'll let you go. We'll look forward to, to seeing uh, you and Jay tomorrow uh, as we're out there uh, having a good time and can hardly wait to get that big old pack. I have to bring a suitcase to put to, to put that thing in. Jeez. I will have one for you already tomorrow. That's my man. All right, John. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. There it is. John Murray over at the Westgate. It's like 40 pages, man. Are you, are, are you aware that there are the printers – now have the staplers to do that for you. Are you uh, honestly? That? I didn't know that. Okay, then. See, it's not just like, me. That's not yeah. <laughs> I, when he said, it, I was like, wait. I mean, I know there's printers that do like you know front and back. I didn't know that we had. Why don't you the, go out during our break to see if our our, our doesn't. printer it doesn't it doesn't I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Does our printer even have ink in it? Yes. <laughs> do you like manually got to you know you put it in there? It's you know it's the screen print you just got I, I got to do it manually every. Oh, day. I used to love the screen printing T-shirts like with my my, my old school uniforms and you know, my softball and my basketball teams and to see them do that oh yeah hand by hand that's back in the day man that's some good stuff that's quality. What? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting. Uh, it's missing, right? I'm still missing. My You're missing ended. half of that movie. I'm still my No, I think I only missed the last 20 minutes. 10 minutes, 15. Yeah. Uh, no, it was out for 10 and there's like five. Yeah, 15. I think, I think 15. You think they would just like pause the movie? 
You know why they didn't? Because nobody's sitting back there. You know these projectors are not manually operated. They're they're like the printers at the Westgate that have the staples in. This you know, okay, uh, one two print two thousand. Jun 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 jun. Staple staple staple. Yeah, they they walk away. They they <laughs> you like my sound effects. <laughs> I was gonna say what was jun 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 jun. I, I don't know, but the no one is ever in a theater projection room. Never. No one to be found. I've had this happen to me before. And some, I go, what happened? They go, the light. That's why I said what I said. The light bulb went out. And when you look up, you don't, you always see when you look up. I don't know about you, but I'm one of these weird guys, as you can tell when I go to movies. I'm weird in all aspects. But I always look at the projector, that uh, projection, projector. I look at that thing and I was, oh, there's the light. Oh, light. And then when I turned around and there was no white light, I said, that thing burnt out. That's why we're not able. And talk about archaic. We still threading film in doing that. You know? No, I think they get DVDs now. What? I think it's all DVD. DVD? Yeah. I think that generation passed us too. Really? Maybe. It's all well, it's digital. Well, it sounds digital, but I don't know. Is it not film anymore? I don't know. I don't think so. In the theater? Okay. I'd say I'm busted in there. I'm busted. No one will be in there. You know what I'm saying? I just walk right in, right? Go like Facebook Live so we can all see it. Yeah. And you can read. Yeah. That'd be good. I'm going into the projection room right now to see my curiosity. There it is. Is it film? Am I going to hear? You're not going to hear. <laughs> that, that's not how I know. How about the Glorious Bastards? Do you ever see that? Yes. Okay. You know where I'm going with that? Yes. The film. The film. And they, they set the, the theater on fire. Yeah. Schweinsteiger! Except they weren't saying Schweinsteiger in that movie. Yeah. Never mind. Um, can I have a medium Diet Coke? Do you want the medium size or the middle size? What's the difference? Well, we have three sizes, medium, large, and jumbo. What happened to the small? There is no small. Small's medium. So what's medium? Medium's large and large is jumbo. Okay, give me the large. That's medium. Right. Yeah. Can I have a small popcorn? There is no small. Child size is small. What's medium? Adult. Do adults ever order the child size? Not usually. <laughs> okay, give me the adult. Do you want butter? Is it real butter? It's butter flavoring. Yeah. Well, what is it made of? It's yellow. Hey, this is Steve Heitner, and lucky you, you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. Ah, uh, that's gold, baby, gold. All right, don't forget to join us tomorrow. We'll be at the Superbook at the Westgate. All kinds of fun with that. Jackie Young will be joining us. Las Vegas Aces guard, most approved player of the year. Oh, yeah, world champion as well, too. Again, uh, come on out, see the show live, 2 to 4 p.m. tomorrow as uh, we talk a little Aces offseason. And, uh, again, we let the Super Bowl hype begin. And looking forward to next Friday's show because our next guest will be joining us as well, too, as, as we uh, get ready for all of the Super Bowl action, the hype, the betting, everything else, and the uh, huge prop package that, uh, yes, 40 pages, as John Murray told us, and uh, they do have staples that uh, are inside the printer now. And that's been happening for over a decade. There we go. I don't know if our next guest knows anything about that, but we'll find out. That is Scott Spritzer, who will be joining us next Friday at the Westgate. Scott, what's going on, my friend? 
I'm uh, just getting, boy, I can't wait till it. I hate when we have a bye week before the Super Bowl. I used to like it when they played immediately after the very next next week so we could just jump into it, watch the game, make our prop plays and all that kind of good stuff in the same week of the uh, uh, of them being posted rather than having to wait for all these props. But there's a few out there right now. Thank you. I've, uh, the same thing. I mean, they're messing with my routine, man. I mean, dude, we, we're used to, even in the preseason, right? Okay. We got action every weekend, every, every Sunday, you know, and then now we get the playoffs and then we, we come to a screeching halt. And I know we should be used to it by now. But like you said, there was a time when the NFL really, they went back and forth a few times with this where they said, okay, well, let's try this and let's, you know, try this. But it, it used to be where you would play the Super Bowl the very next week. But of course they want to use the excuse. Well, we want the teams to be completely healthy. Okay. I'm buying that to a certain degree, but they really just want, you know, that hype, but it does lose a little bit of luster. And then we got to, you know, gear up for it again. And, you know, it just seems like to me that we've got some slow starting Super Bowls as well, too, because these guys are affected as well, too. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting this time because Philadelphia is so good at scoring on their opening drive, 62 points on the season. Uh, when it comes to opening drive scoring better than any other team in the NFL, uh, they've been a really good first-half team for a good chunk of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see if the week off affects them much because, you know, you've got that prop that everybody likes to play, which deals with, you know, the under end points scored and uh, will there be a touchdown in the first seven minutes and six minutes and things of that nature. And people like to bet no, because so many times over the years, we've seen, you know, little or no scoring in the first half of the first quarter. Uh, so it's going to be interesting because Philadelphia is a first quarter, first half team. And if we get into the second quarter and it's no score or three, nothing somebody, uh, then I think it's going to be a situation of, you know, a little bit of nerves, obviously, but the time off. You know, I want to see teams who are sharp. We talk about this in head handicapping and betting all the time. If I got a team in daily sports like NBA, college basketball, or whatever, and that team's on a 6-0 and or a 7-0 run, and they're, you know, just kicking butt night in, night out, and all of a sudden they got two days off. I don't want that. I want them to play at their peak, play when they're really feeling it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kinda, I'm, a, I'm always a little bummed uh, since they basically changed to a week off in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. I think it messes with the quality of the first quarter of the game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Now, we look at the this Eagles team, right? And you mentioned about how they get off to these fast starts. they got a great offense that's, uh, that's clicking. But then, you know, how much do we really know about this team, Scott? Because we know they – Played a pretty weak schedule. They played, they had the opening buy of the playoffs. They played the Giants, a team that they beat handily two times during the course of the regular season, a, a divisional foe and the open, you know, your playoff run against them and you handle them very, very easily. And then you face a quarterbackless San Francisco 49er team. Uh, again, that game was so hard to watch and kind of felt sorry for the foreigners. I know you had the Eagles in that game, but you know, really you wonder. That, okay, how prepared are the Eagles? Because Kansas City on the other side, they were in two, I'll call it life or death playoff games against Cincinnati last week and then even Jacksonville the week before. And they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. And again, it's probably not the same type of Chiefs team that we've seen, uh, in, in past years where they have, you know, a whole bunch of depth here. So I don't know. It just seems like, you know, Kansas City is one of these teams that, They've been in playoff mode for quite some time, and the Eagles have kind of been on cruise control. Well, I don't know if I completely agree with that. Would you rather be in Kansas City's division and play teams like the Broncos 
and the Raiders four times combined, or would you rather have to play the Giants and the Cowboys four times combined? I would take the Giants and the Cowboys over the Raiders and the Broncos every day of the week. So I, I know a lot of people have been talking about, oh, Phillies, you know, if you look at the power ratings of the teams they played, they played an easy schedule. They had 75 sacks going into last week's game, which was in, in 70 sacks in the regular season. That's 15 more than any other team in the entire league, 15 more. That, that's just ridiculous. So if the schedule wasn't, you know, as tough as some teams, the bottom line is, is they whipped the teams on their schedule. And again, you know, I make the argument that even the Washington commanders for a good chunk of the season were, uh, you know, at least as good as Denver and the Raiders, maybe better, you know, at times throughout the course of the season. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to power ratings and all that kind of stuff, I do power ratings, but I'm like, look who they beat and look how they beat them. And all of a sudden it starts to even its way out when it comes to that argument. I will say this about what you're talking about is that, you know, when you look at like San Francisco uh, not having a quarterback, for the good chunk of that game last week, that really it's been a situation where Philadelphia hasn't been overly tested so far in the postseason where Kansas City kind of has. And, you know, against Cincinnati, that game could have ended up either way if the, the penalty doesn't happen at the end of the of regulation there where you've got that uh, hit on Mahomes uh, out of bounds. And so they could have very well lost that game. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I look at Kansas City's secondary, it's not that good. I look at Philadelphia's secondary, and I see a team that's allowed just over 190 yards in their two playoff games, even though they, again, didn't have to go up against a quarterback for a big chunk of the San Francisco game. But that defensive line and what they can do against any team when it comes to a pass rush, it's so far and above everybody else's sack totals and pressure totals that, to me, it balances out any thought of them playing a weaker schedule. Uh, you know, again, Hertz says he's not 100% healthy, and if he has to make big plays in this game because they're finally in a, you know, in a game that's just a battle toe-to-toe for most of the entire four quarters, then we'll see if Hertz has what it takes to get that Super Bowl championship. I look at Hertz and I see a guy, and I talked about this maybe on your show a couple of weeks ago before the first playoff game that Philly played, and in that game, I said, I'm not getting involved in that game until I see a little bit of action in the first quarter. I want to see if Hertz pulls the ball back on those RPOs and takes off running the football. I want to see if they call his number a few times on running plays. And if they do, and it's like normal, that means to me the injury isn't that big of a deal. And that's what happened. And so I'm not so sure that they're not kind of playing possum when they keep talking about Hertz is still a little banged up going to this game. You know, on the flip side, you got Juju Schuster, uh, Schuster missing practice again today. Uh, Kadarius Tony missed practice again today for the Chiefs. McCole Hardman's probably not going to play for Kansas City. So they got to get it together when it comes to that receiving core. But again, I think Philly's battle tested enough and beat teams, you know, when Hertz was healthy this year well enough to where they make up for maybe the difference in the strength of schedule. Yeah, no, and, and my point really was more about the playoffs. Again, you know, opening against the Giants and then facing the 49ers, and again, you know, where Kansas City, you know, really had, you know, two uh, life and death uh, you know, matches. So that that was really more of my point where they haven't really been been tested uh, in, in either one of those games, and of course then they have the, the opening bye. So Again, you know, I'm with you. I love Jalen Hurts and I love the offense and you make a great point about the defensive line. I mean, they've, they've gotten to quarterbacks, you know, uh, all year long. And I, I guess I could see, you know, why, you know, and we know we've talked about this before where, uh, betters will remember the last thing that they saw and, uh, they saw the dismantling, you know, of the 49ers. And that's why we saw an avalanche of, 
of Eagles money, and we continue to see an avalanche of Eagles money. And then kind of your point with the offense, too. I mean, we've seen an avalanche of over money. This thing is now up to 51, Scott. So talk a little bit about where this line opened and, and where it's going here in the next week or so. The, the under, for instance, has been the way to go in Super Bowls quite a bit of late. Yep. And what I did here is they one of the books here in town took a six-figure bet on the over yesterday. And so that influenced some of that movement. And you know how books are. There's a lot of copycats out there. Nobody wants to get burned. So if a if a bookmaker in a joint sees that, you know, five joints are going up a point, they're going to go up a point too, you know, whether they took the tickets on that or not. But we did see that $100,000-plus bet yesterday that uh, was on the over. And so, of course, that gets juiced up a little bit now. And, and as far as the side, you know, is concerned, I mean, we're seeing about at least the books that I'm looking at. I got about 25 books on my line service in front of me. And we've seen Philly in some of those books open two, drop to one and a half. Um, I see for the most part, we're looking at about 60% of the tickets on Philadelphia. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the total, and, and I haven't made a play on this game yet. I, I don't make a play until usually Monday of the week of the Super Bowl. I just like to let things settle down a little bit. But I think what you're going to see, for instance, is on that total. If you like the under, probably play it uh, or wait around and, and let it get a little higher because you're going to see the public coming in like crazy late next week. And they love to bet the overs. Yep. And so the over, the total, I should say, is set uh, to take advantage of that. And that's why you see so many unders of late in the Super Bowl where that total, because of public action, is juiced up probably a couple of more points than it normally should be. This has been as low as 49 this week. And as you mentioned, now it's up to as high as 51, bunch of 50 and a halfs out there. So, you know, a lot of these props also, TC, to tie in with that, uh, that deal with passing yardage over, rushing yardage over, things like that. Uh, the marquee props with certain players going over their yardage totals. If if you want to bet the under a lot of times, you can kind of wait around on that because the public wants to see action. They want to see, you know, high-scoring uh, games. They want to see a guy like Mahomes throw for 340 yards. And so generally those props will tend to move up rather than down throughout the course of the actual Super Bowl week. So my thoughts are if you want to play overs right now, Probably play it now on a lot of these props. If you want to play unders, might be better off waiting towards the end of next week. And you mentioned that you like to make your plays, like say the Monday of the week of. Now in this situation, considering the Patrick Mahomes injury and which is which is huge, and then the other injuries that you mentioned on the Chiefs side, would this be something that you would wait closer to kick off before making this play, or maybe Friday or Saturday instead of maybe jumping in on Monday so we can wait to see how this whole thing progresses with the Chiefs side? I'll probably end up coming in with action on Monday anyway. And I really think that, you know, for instance, the way they were kind of talking today, you know, the receivers other than Hardman are going to play. They're just a little bit banged up for practice this week, and I think they'll be fine, and I'll take my shot with that. So, you know, again, I'm pretty sure that by, you know, 2, 3 o'clock Monday afternoon Pacific time, I'll be in action with the side. I'm not sure what I'm – I'll probably wait on the total till a little bit later in the week, as you can tell by now. That's what I'm looking to do is play an under. So I think that total has a chance to go up. So I'll probably jump in on action though on Monday with, with the side. And, you know, I'm just looking right now as we're talking, uh, they're showing at a couple of the main books here in, in Las Vegas that the most tickets they've taken, I just wanted to get this out there before I forget because it's flashing by on my screen, but the most tickets that have been taken so far, Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. Number two is Patrick Mahomes anytime touchdown, and the most money bet at a couple of books here in town so far. Number three, by the way, is coin toss, 
and it's tails. Uh, number one and number two, no, no quarterback to record a reception. That's number one, most, most money taken. And number two is teams to not have 1,000 yards combined. That's number two. So there you go. I mean, it's like, you know, people are looking to bet uh, on the, you know, the, the obvious. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, anytime touchdowns. Those are the most tickets. That's, the public will be on all over that. What is up with the people in the tails? Everybody loves tails. <laughs> Scott, seriously, do they, is it all because, oh, tails never fails? I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if we're talking about, you know, softball games or we're talking about uh, Super Bowls or, you know, any other action, everybody likes tails. I'm a heads guy. What about you? I don't know. Isn't there like 50.3% of the time where tails comes up? It's not, I don't know what it is. Exactly. Now, how can 50, it be? 50? There you go. How can it be 50 point? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's, it's it has to be 50 50, right? So I, I want to know. Come on. Now, you are our, our big time researcher here. You have all yeah. the numbers in front of you. I want you to go to all, you know, 56 Super Bowls and tell us how many times has it been heads and tails? Come on, man. Where's that stat? I, I think what I'll do is like 10,000 times this weekend. There you I'll go. flip a coin there and see go. where I end up. <laughs> You'll have those stats next week. But yeah, it's funny. They're always betting. Tails in the Super Bowl. It seems like where more money and more tickets come in on that than on heads. It's you know I don't know. It's it's crazy. But I I like to mess around with some of those crazy props. You know just for entertainment purposes. And but I haven't bet the coin toss in many many years. Although I have bet it before. <laughs> Is that right? And uh, uh, over unders on people singing the national anthem. It's always fun to throw a little bit of pizza money on that stuff. The pizza money. There it is. All right. So uh, between Scott and I, uh, every restaurant we go to in the next week, we'll, we'll be taking our quarter and we'll be we'll be flipping it up on the table. Uh, there it is, and we'll count how many times it's been heads, how many times it's tails, and there's there you go. That's your handicap. I think we should also ask the service staff in these restaurants do you like heads or tails and then you know there you if we get a lean like one way or another you know like maybe 15 to 10 in favor of tails we bet heads right there you go go the <laughs> other way right exactly that's right you know as, as richard Dreyfus did and let it ride right who do you like that's six right. scratch it off five scratch it off <laughs> two scratch it off there you go that's hilarious you're not gonna believe this now here I got to give credit to my man here. I mean, I say we have the 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 cracked research staff here of the TC Martin show. Numchuck within minutes, he did the. He's got the calculate. He's got the number here, Scott. Do you want to know what it is of the sure. fifty six Super Bowls? What do you think it is? I'm going to say it's uh, fifty six Super Bowls. I'm going to say it's thirty to twenty six heads. Twenty nine, twenty seven. Drum roll, please. And the coin is up, and it is. It's bouncing. It's flipping tails. 2927. Well, 2927 tails. <laughs> That's about as close as you can get. It's crazy. There you go. And I don't understand why the third most money bet at a couple of the books here in town is on the coin toss. Right. That's a, the most money. Not just saying like, oh, we've got a thousand tickets and everybody's betting ten bucks. Yeah. It's third most money so far at one of the major sports books in town that's reporting that it's been on tails on the coin toss. Can you imagine somebody putting like, you know, five figures or six figures on a coin toss? Are you kidding me? I hope not. Oh, <laughs> if they do, you know, we'd love to get their number, right? I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh man. Um oh here here's here's one for you, Scott. Here you go. If you want recent handicapping trends, three of the last five have been hits in the Super Bowl. Wow. There you go. Sixty percent, man. Six there it is. There it is. All right. So uh congratulations to you. Two and oh last week. 
on, on, on your picks. You know, there you go. Uh, you, you've got Marco and you got Trevor. I mean, they're, 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 they're looking at you, looking up at you. They're breathing. They, uh, they bring you up all the time. They go, that's Scott, man. I say, Hey, it's, it's a great three, uh, three, uh, horse race, you know, in our, in our best bets uh, segment here. So, so well, come, I, I know one thing it. next week that I'm going to bring up. One thing I am going to bring up, one thing I'm not going to bring up. Okay. I, I still have a sushi bet that I've got to collect from Marco. Yes. I still have a sushi bet that we owe Trevor. I'm going to bring <laughs> up one of those two, and it's not going to be Trevor. I don't even want right. to talk to the guy, there but I want my free meal from Marco. <laughs> As you should. As you should. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. That's good stuff. All right, man. Uh, we'll talk props with you next week. We'll get it all into that. Uh, how you been doing with the with the college baskets? Uh, you know, because this is the time now that I don't know about you. I know you've been you've been on it from you know November because you handicap it. But me, I kind of I eased my way into college basketball, and I'm probably at my probably seventy percent mo not not hitting wise, but I'm saying seventy percent of my focus right now. Where it was very you know it was probably forty or fifty percent last month, and now uh, I'll be full fledged here in the n- another week or so. But, uh, yeah, with all these conference, uh, matchups and everything, uh, you know, very intrigued. And this is where I kind of turned the page. And I know you've turned the page a long time ago. So how you been doing with the college? Well, first of all, when you said 70%, I was going to say, my brother, give me a call tonight. Yeah, I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, my favorite month, and, and we still, you know, I handicap it and bet it every day. But my favorite month, I mean, I'm going back probably 20 years, is the month of November in college basketball. I love early season college basketball betting, and I'm focused right from the start. I do a bunch of research, you know, probably starting in early October, so I'm ready to go when, when college kicks off around, you know, November 5th to 10th in that area. And uh, But we're doing well. Conference starts going, and I'm looking for not just so-called revenge spots, but I want revenge with reason. I want to see, you know, like maybe a basketball team that lost on New Year's Eve by three, but they were outshot and outscored you know, 28 yep. to 10 from the free throw line, little, little quirks like that in box scores is what I'm looking for at this point in some of these college rematches. So, uh, you know, tonight I got three plays normally, and I'm a, I'm a minimalist, by the way, there's guys out there who claim that you can't win in college basketball unless you're playing 15, 20 games on a on a Saturday or on a Wednesday. And, you know, I'm like a good solid three to five for me. And I've done well over the course of, of, of my time doing this, which has been almost 30 years. And and that's kind of the stuff that I look for. I look for little quirks in rematches that happen in that first meeting. And if they're close games and something way out of the ordinary happened to get one team past the other, then I'll start diving into those games. And a lot of times that's why I'll have maybe three to five games on a Saturday rather than 15 to 20 because my first handicap are looking for quirks. And there's not a ton of those that happen throughout the course of the season. No, you, you and I handicap almost identically the same way. Look, looking at that. And especially, you know, not heavy volume, uh, with those plays as well, too. But yeah, big into the revenge, uh, situations myself. All right. You said you got a couple tonight. You want to tease us with, uh, or hit us real quick before we get out of here? Sure. Oh, by the way, real quick, because I think this line will change. Hertz first quarter touchdown plus 215. That's one of the props that I made thus far, right around. So that that might change in the next few days. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, I laid four with BYU. It's up to five. I'm okay with five. Uh, Big game tonight for the Cougars. They got to snap that three-game skid. Uh, They're looking to gain a little bit of revenge over Loyola Marymount, a team they probably should have beaten, by the way, TC, back in early January. 
BYU lost 64 to 59 yes, by five at one. LMU. Mm-hmm. BYU was 26 of 63, 41% in shooting that night. They also got outscored by 10 points at the free throw line, yet they only lost by five. Uh, they're getting, what, three players back from suspension tonight. I know uh, one of their top players, Triori, is listed as questionable tonight. But I, have, I don't have a problem with that, with them getting back some of these guys from suspension. And they need this win. But, again, I look back at that first meeting, 41%, two-point and three-point shooting combined, minus 10 at the free-throw line, and they came within five of, that, uh, of, of beating LMU. So went ahead and laid the four. I'm okay with five. Starts to get up a little bit more than that. I'd probably back off. But at five, I'm okay with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great. Great. Uh, that seems like a very good play. All right. Uh, as we go into this, uh, Scott, we let you know that uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it uh, going back to Super Bowl one, it was uh, heads. They lost the game. Tails in Super Bowl four, they won. Tails, Super Bowl <laughs> fifty four, they won. Look at our research stuff. Uh, Nubchuck's amazing. And then heads in Super Bowl fifty five, they lost the Eagles mm. Super Bowls. It was uh, tails and and tails, and they they lost both those. The one they won was uh, was heads in the, in the last. Wow, one. So, that's that's some good information for in game betting. We just see who. You know, where tails lands, and then you bet against that team, right? <laughs> it seems like, right? And remember, the Chiefs will be the visiting team here. Okay, they're wearing the oh, white, right. so they get to call it. So Mahomes and his whites, I think, for the first time in the playoffs, yeah. if I recall correctly. Could, yeah. yeah, could be. There you go. All right, my friend, uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Uh, down yeah, Westgate. sounds good, man. I'll be down there Friday for sure. That'll uh, be fun. All right, and, and don't you dare forget to bring up those food bets. And I, I got a feeling there are, will be some food bets with all of us in action on next Friday. Well, is Trevor going to be in person? Uh, no, no. Trevor will be. Hun- oh, perfect. He'll be perfect. He'll be hunkered down in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. There you go. <laughs> well, good. I can bring up the Marco sushi bet uh, before Trevor's on with us, and and not even mention it after that. So that's good. You better you better <laughs> hope that somebody else doesn't bring up the sushi bet uh, on Trevor's behalf, including Trevor. <laughs> I might have to leave before he comes on. I think there I got an appointment. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Take care, Take brother. Easy, Appreciate man. you. There he is, Scott okay. Spritzer, Doc Sports. Uh, subscribe to Scott's plays at DocSports.com. All right. I want to thank Scott, John Murray. What a crew that we got, huh? Natalie Williams joined us earlier, the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces on Groundhog Day. On Groundhog Day, February 2nd. There you go. Man, I wish we had NFL football this weekend. Oh, we do. It's a Pro Bowl. Oh, no, it's not. Those are games. Those are events. Those are activities. I don't know. Good luck for going to that East-West Shrine game tonight. Believe in the stadium. If you're going out there, hey, enjoy that. All right. You'll see some tackle football in that game. No doubt. Miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. Wherever you get your podcasts, go check it out. You can uh, get all of that through the website as well, too, with our interviews. Our interview is up on there on the featured homepage of Steve, with Steve Berline. Talking about our donut reviews. That's up there. Go get that. And plus, we talk a little Super Bowl as well, too. Check that all out. All right. Poxitani Phil, see you later. What? What? Is it? Yeah, you saw your shadow? Six more weeks of winter? Ah, okay, for you suckers on the East Coast. Ha <laughs> ha, have that. We got sunshine here. See you tomorrow at the Westgate inside the Superbook. Two to four. See you then. Let them say your hair's too long. I don't care what you say.
酒。